Welcome to the Go All In Show. I'm your host, Rob Bruss. As you know, I've worked hard to build this platform and this audience, and I've recently shared how I'll be using it differently to share what matters to me as it relates to crypto, to finance, and the future. And today, I'm going all in, and this is the first show of its kind with the new genre. So let's get started. Hi there, Rob Bruss is my name, and if this is your first time here, welcome. It's great to have you here, and if you're back for more, welcome back, and thank you for your support. If you've got a message or some feedback for the show, make sure that you reach out to me via my website at goallin.com.au, or you can hit me up anytime on Instagram at rob.bruss77. All of the links and any links that I mention in this show or any other show will be right there in the show notes for you, so make sure you just take a minute as you're listening in, as you're watching to click the links and to visit them for more information and make sure you connect with me on Instagram while you're at it as well. Finally, remember that nothing in this video or this podcast constitutes any financial advice of any kind. It's meant to be for research, education and information purposes only. Alrighty, so let's get into today's show. Now, it goes without saying, over the past 18 months, it's been very, very challenging for everybody. And I'm certain that everybody that's been listening to this podcast or that's watching this video has experienced the same things that I have. It's been a hell of a roller coaster, that's for sure. Now, there's no doubt that the world has changed permanently, but I'm not sure if it's actually for the better. There's really only four things that affect every single person on planet Earth. That is an asteroid strike, a nuclear war, climate change, and of course, a pandemic. The pandemic that we've all endured in the last couple of months has touched many of us in all sorts of different ways. Some people have lost their jobs, their livelihoods, their businesses. Others have prospered and Lots of you would have maintained the status quo and everything is okay for you, which is a good thing. Now, there's a couple of things that I think that we can all agree upon because of this pandemic. First, for some reason, as a society, we seem to be more divided than ever before. And two, I don't think that anything, nothing, will go back to the way that it was pre-pandemic. I really think that the world has changed. We've changed, you've changed, I've changed. And I don't think it's ever gonna go back to the way that it once was. They're just the raw facts as I see them. And I don't like that any more than you do. But that said, there's still a few fundamental truths that remain. And I don't think that these things will ever change no matter what happens to us as human beings on planet Earth. First of all, the people that matter to me still matter to me. And I'm sure that's the same for you as well. Next, the mainstream media has been shown to be completely false time and time again. I think we all intuitively knew that there was a hidden agenda there. There was something not quite right, but it's just been shown in all its naked truth time and again for us. The other thing that we've seen is that politicians all around the world, particularly here in Australia, have shown us consistently just how power hungry they are and how totally corrupt they are when it comes to this so-called crisis that we're facing. And they've demonstrated time and again just how bloody useless they actually are. It's a joke, really. Finally, and most importantly, 
The most important thing that has not changed, and this is a fundamental truth no matter what happens, and none of this will ever change, no matter what. No one, no politician, no journalist, no opinion, nothing, no outside influence can ever control what you or I think. You're an independent person with their own mind and their own opinions, yet for some reason, far too many of us, including me, have fallen prey to the so-called experts that are out there. We've fallen for the false premise that these politicians are here to help us. I'm guilty of it. Absolutely, I'm guilty of it just like everybody else that's out there. But I now see the error of my ways. I see that there's massive corruption happening in politics, particularly here in Australia, and the politicians only want power and they want to control every single aspect of your life. Their actions over the past few months prove this beyond all doubt. Here in New South Wales, the New South Wales Premier was removed or she would say that she resigned because she was under investigation for corruption. And the stupid woman painted herself into a corner because when all of this came to light, she had the opportunity to say that she knew about the corrupt activities that were going on, but she was complicit in it and fell on her own sword. And once again, we've seen another politician here in New South Wales resign because they were under investigation for corruption. All things being equal, that investigation will yield fruit and she'll be prosecuted to the full extent of the law as she should be. But here's the thing. The person who replaced her, I didn't, I didn't vote for that person. I don't even know who that person is. The person who is now in charge of New South Wales is some politician that's been elected by their party members. That's not democracy. That's just corruption, and that's somebody else seeking power. Hopefully, this person is better than the last one because the last one was completely and totally incompetent. Remember, folks, that you've always had the power to control your mind, no matter what the so-called ruler of this state or this country says. It doesn't matter what they say, what they try and do, or what tyranny they try and enforce upon you. You're the one that controls your mind. Freedom of speech here in Australia has totally gone. I've got to be very, very careful when I want to record a video or a podcast like this because I'm at risk of being censored, cancelled, arrested or worse. I can't say certain words. There's certain things that I'm not allowed to say. How is that free speech when I'm not allowed to say certain words? And ladies and gentlemen, you know exactly what those words are. I can't talk about certain topics and... If I say the wrong thing or say the wrong words, I'll either be cancelled or I'll get a knock at the door by a bunch of thugs in a uniform that means nothing to me anymore. Imagine that. Imagine living in a so-called free country where a normal, regular person like me has to watch what they say in fear of triggering the authorities or big tech because they don't like what it is that I'm saying. Now, look, I'd completely understand... I understand and I'd probably agree with it if I was inciting violence or talking about a revolution or doing something that was going to cause harm to another person. But that's about the last thing that I could be bothered with. But I can't talk about mainstream things that affect every single person on planet Earth. Remember, there's four things that affect us all. 
a nuclear war, an asteroid strike, climate change in a pandemic. But I've been censored and I'm not allowed to say things about the pandemic that have affected every single person on planet Earth. This is just absolutely ridiculous. Look, I know there's plenty of places where I can say those things and I can do that without being censored. But I also think that I'm just painting a target on my on my forehead if I go and do that, even if I go and do it in those places. So is it worth it? Is it worth becoming a martyr for the cause? I vote no, but I still have an ability to speak out and say the same things without saying these things because you ladies and gentlemen you're smart you're highly intelligent and you know exactly what it is that i'm talking about the thing is i just don't want to make myself a martyr for a cause but i believe i believe with everything that i know and everything that i've seen that at some point in the very near future all of this free speech business this censorship this big tech stuff will be resolved by blockchain It'll be resolved in the crypto space and you will earn your right to freedom of expression and freedom of speech very soon. That'll come back to you and it will live on the blockchain and no one will be able to censor you. No one will be able to cancel you and you'll be able to say whatever it is that you believe in. Now, I don't believe that free speech means that you get to go around being a jerk, inciting violence and carrying on like a pork chop. On the contrary, I believe that if you've got something to say, you need to be able to express it in a way that's meaningful and useful and brings attention to whatever it is that you're talking about. Freedom of speech doesn't mean giving you the right to be a jerk or to be a dickhead about something. And it certainly doesn't give you the right to incite any type of violence. So make no mistake about what I'm talking about there, ladies and gentlemen. For now, I've got this platform. I've got my YouTube channel. I've got my podcast and a bunch of other places that I've built and I intend to use those. I believe that, I believe in free speech, ladies and gentlemen, I believe in it and and I will defend that and I'll defend your ability to disagree with me as well. And anyone that believes in free speech will say the same things because intuitively we believe that. I think we've taken all of that for granted here in Australia for far too long. Here in Australia, the police will arrest you for swearing. Yep, for swearing. They actually tried to do that for me. I was on the phone talking and I said some swear words as the police were walking past and there was about seven or eight of them that came after me. They ran down the street after me and they were going to arrest me for swearing while I was talking to somebody on the phone. Now, there's plenty of cases out there where they'll, the police will arrest you for breaching a so-called public health order. And when you get out, when, they, when you get bail, what they'll do is they'll put these ridiculous bail conditions on you. So they tried to arrest me, but they didn't arrest me because I was talking and having a private conversation on the phone and I didn't like what I was doing and they can't prove that I was doing it. They thought that I was doing it to them, but they were trying to arrest me because what they want to do is put bail conditions on me. And you've seen video after video after video on YouTube and plenty of other places where people get arrested, they get taken down the station, they're charged with some sort of beat up crime and then the bail conditions they get are just ridiculous. And the reason they do that is because the moment you breach your bail conditions, you'll be arrested and thrown in jail. In other words, you'll be censored, you'll be cancelled, and you'll be out of the way all in one go. Now talk about evil and totalitarian. Don't believe me? Just take a look at YouTube. Take a look at YouTube 
where there's videos of police talking about how to charge a so-called offender who happens to be a cameraman when they didn't realize his camera was still running. He was arrested, yet they didn't say on what grounds. And on the way to the station, they were trying to work out what it was that they were going to charge him with. It's unbelievable, an unbelievable abuse of power, yet we hear nothing absolutely nothing from the mainstream media on these things and we hear nothing from the politicians about these things massive overreach going on in australian society and i think that there's something desperately wrong with australian society when it's when this is what the police have turned into they spend their time investigating people's facebook accounts for heaven's sake they read people's gmails because they've got laws to do that now because they don't like what people have got to say they arrest pregnant women in their homes for facebook posts they push over elderly women and pepper spray them in the face even though that woman posed absolutely no threat to the officer who did that what happened to that officer by the way shoved the woman to the ground she smacked her head on the ground then he pepper sprayed her while she was on the ground representing no threat whatsoever what happened to that person no follow-up from the media silence total silence from politicians total silence from police What about instead of wasting all of your time looking at other people's social media and their Gmails, that you go out and catch some real criminals that are committing real crimes? In actual fact, the police force here in Australia are really, really good at that. Ladies and gentlemen, the cops are awesome at that here in Australia, but they're spending their time harassing normal people, reading people's Facebook accounts and reading their Gmails. I used to think that the New South Wales police were among the best in the world. They were fair, reasonable, effective and helpful. Many, many times in the past, I've been helped by the police and I've even helped the police off my own volition. I've gone to the police and tried to help them because I've seen some things going on. But now I see them nothing. I just see them nothing more as overreaching thugs that are going to intimidate people because they seem to think that that's fun. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, the way I look, the way I carry myself, whatever it is, but the looks and the glares that I get from the police that are around here in my community when I'm just going about my business, minding my own business, going to the shops, complying with all of the rules, I I swear to you, it amounts to intimidation and it creates fear, it creates distrust and for a regular person like me, it says that I would never never report anything to the police i would never ever ask them for their help either it's just unbelievable the way that we've been treated here in australian society particularly here in sydney and my experience of it has been that somebody tried to arrest me for talking on the telephone talk about removing my free speech absolutely unbelievable If you don't believe what I'm saying, there's dozens of videos online where the police are completely intimidating innocent people for no reason, particularly women, particularly women. It's unbelievable and it needs to be called out and it needs to be called out because nobody in the media, nobody in politics is doing anything about it. There's literally hundreds and hundreds of citizen journalists out there. There's been a massive rise of citizen journalists out there holding police accountable, but we hear silence. Total silence from mainstream media, total silence from politicians, nothing but silence. And these people are supposed to be there to protect us and to serve us, yet they're doing the complete opposite. It's unbelievable. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before you tune out because you think I'm a bit crazy, I'm having some mad rant about the cops or something like that, just stick with me here just a little longer.
Over the past 18 months, we've given up so many of our rights. It doesn't matter where you are in the world or where you're watching this in the world, but particularly here in Australia, we've given up so many rights. To begin with, at the start of the pandemic, it was to comply with all of the unknowns of the pandemic. No one really knew what was going to happen. And to do the right thing and to help people in the medical system catch up and plan for the impending doom, I gave up my rights. I gave up my right to work. Well, hang on a second. No, the government said that I couldn't work. They said I couldn't go out. They, had, they stopped my business from operating because they wanted to catch up the medical system. They wanted to do all of those things. They wanted to make all the preparations because no one really knew what was going to happen because we'd never experienced a pandemic before. Fair enough. Fair enough. I decided I'd stay at home and I'd tick all the boxes and I'd do all the right things because I thought that I was making my contribution. Then all of a sudden they started implementing these rules where I couldn't go 50 meters from my front door without a reason. I wasn't allowed to drive outside of my suburb. I'm not allowed to visit my loved ones. I'm not allowed to do all sorts of things. Never mind go and earn a living and continue to make money so I can put food on the table and pay the bills that I have. On and on it goes. We all know exactly what I'm talking about because we lived it. It's ridiculous. You and I gave up these rights as normal and reasonable citizens, hoping, hoping that we would do our part to make things just a little bit better. In fact, I gave up my rights because I just wanted things to go back to the way that they were. And I thought that if I did exactly what I was told and exactly what these people were asking of me, that perhaps it might happen a little bit faster. You know, one in, all in, we're all going to do this together. If we all do our part, just that little part, it's all going to work out and it's going to be okay. But like you, ladies and gentlemen, I got caught in that lie. It was a lie. All of it was a lie. And I want to show you where this all ends up. So far, I haven't told you anything that you don't already know, but I want you to realize that every time you give up one little right, one small right to do something, one small right to speak out and to say something, if, if, you don't, if you're not allowed to say something about something that you don't believe in, if you're not allowed to make a choice about your own body, you're not moving us back towards the way that they were. Instead, you're moving us faster to the way that it's going to be. And friends, that is an absolute mistake that you cannot undo. Now, let me share with you exactly where all of this ends up because it's very dystopian and very scary and we are on the precipice here staring into the abyss. To do all of that, I've got to share some background with you and I'm going to give it some context. So please bear with me. You may know that back in 2007, the Chinese Communist Party conceived its social credit system. Early on, the testing took place and around 2013, the Supreme Court, the Supreme People's Court rather, the SPC of China started blacklisting debtors. To begin with, there was about 32,000 names on the list, and the social credit system was officially announced by the government in 2014, but it was an opt-in thing only. Back then, it was only imp implemented by the corporate and the private sectors. But in the same year, Sesame Credit, which was a private credit scoring company, started deducting credit points from people based upon unpaid court fines. And in other cases, it was used for scoring people based on their shopping habits and their friendship status, etc. Interestingly, 
China's not the only country to use credit checks, right? It seems it's actually pretty normal. Bank, All banks and finance companies in our world, certainly here in Australia, use a credit score of some sort to assess risk to see if you're worthy of the finance that you're asking for. And plenty of websites like Airbnb, Uber, all of those sorts of things, they, they allow both consumer and vendor to rate each other, which is another form of a credit score, right? So, if you've got a low score, you already know this, right? If you've got a low score, it'll make you make it hard for you to use the services. You might not even be able to use the services because you've got a crappy score. You might not be able to get finance because if you've had a terrible finance record or paying loans or you've got outstanding debts or whatever and you're applying for some more, it might not work for you. Or the alternative is you might end up paying a premium price for what it is that you want, especially if you've got a low score. Now, in China, where it gets really tricky is where the data is collected by private companies, it's then used by the government to assess its citizens. Unlike how it's used for companies for specific purposes, like what's the customer's user behavior and all that type of thing, this stuff is used to understand and to apply the credit system into all sectors of a person's life. Now, quoting an article from wired.co.uk, all businesses will be given a unified social credit score and citizens an identity number. And all of this is linked to a permanent record. If you visit a Credit China website, whichever one it is, you'll be able to enter the entity's code and pull up their credit records, right? It's no, no big deal. It's not really much different to looking at uh, a Google rating or a review or something like that. You th- seems pretty innocent and seems pretty nice. Well, it's not quite nice like that. That's not what the CCP social credit score is. When you're getting, when you get a low score, it's one thing, but it's what's really shocking about all of this is it's blacklisting policy. So this is what they do to control their citizens and how they control their citizens with this social credit score. And ladies and gentlemen, we're on the precipice of this and I'll show you how in just a couple of minutes. So just bear with me. So there's an example that I was researching. The fellow's name was Li Hu. And he was a Chinese journalist who was writing about censorship and government corruption in China. So in the name of the social credit system, not only was he arrested, but he was fined and he was blacklisted, but he was also named on a list of dishonest persons and he was subjected to an enforcement order by the Supreme People's Court. So this is what happened to him, right? They didn't like what he wrote in the media and this is what happened. He was deemed as not qualified to buy a plane ticket, to travel on a train, and he was banned from buying a property or from taking a loan of any type. Now, an interview with him in the Global Mail, he said this, he said there was no file, there was no police warrant, there was no official advance notification. They just cut me off from the things I was once entitled to. What's really scary is that there's nothing that you can do about it. You can't report it to anyone and there's no one to help you and there's no way to resolve it. So in other words, you're stuck. What he said to close that out was you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. Now, in a similar fashion, in April of 2018, a little bit more recent, the Civil Aviation Administration of China sent letters to the international airlines that they had in their country, operating in their country, demanding that they show Taiwan as part of China. They threatened by saying that they would make a record of your company's serious dishonesty and take disciplinary actions. So what do you think happened next? Yep. 
every single airline complied. What can you do if you want to operate in that system? You have to do exactly as what they're told. And if you don't do what you're told, you will not be able to operate in the way that you want to. And the social credit system is the thing that's enabling that. Now, the Chinese Communist Party reigns supreme. We all know that. There is no truth. There is no rule of law. That is all garbage. The party is the truth and the party, the CCP, is the only law that matters there in China. Your rights as an individual don't matter. Your rights as a company or as an employee don't matter. All that matters is the party and what the party tells you to do. And if you want to see tomorrow, if you don't want to get locked up, you want to feed your family and you want to try and live a normal life, you must comply with what the CCP says or you'll be struck off that social credit system and you'll be blacklisted so you can't do some of the things that we just talked about. Remember, folks, this is from a little while ago. This system is well, well advanced. There's not a lot of information that you can find out about it when you Google it because it's all behind the firewall. But if you talk to people that live in China, they'll tell you about it. And I can tell you from the research that I've done, this is a serious thing. So you might be asking, all right, crazy Rob, what does any of that have to do with me? I don't live in China. I don't have a communist government and we're free here. Are you really? I want you to really ask yourself that. When I was writing the content for this podcast and I was thinking about that, I asked myself, am I really free? I want you to apply your critical thinking to that question. Are you really free to do or to say whatever you like in the society that you live in? I know that here in Australia, I'm not. If I say what I really think, then I'll immediately, immediately I'll be cancelled by big tech or worse. So I need to communicate my message to you, the listener and the viewer, in a way, in a different way, another way. What I need to do is I need to do it in a way where my view becomes embedded into your mind and so you can apply your own critical thinking to it and then you can make your own decisions and draw your own conclusions about what it is that I'm saying. In other words, I can't say what I want to say directly to you because I'll be censored or cancelled. That's ridiculous. So am I truly free? No. What I need to do is I need to use inception to take my ideas and hopefully my ideas become your ideas. I want to incept those ideas into your mind. And when that happens, you take on that idea and you'll determine your own values and everything that that represents there. That's what I mean by critical thinking. In the past 18 months, your rights as a normal, reasonable person have slowly eroded away. You've accepted this as part of the process of going back to normal, but without realizing it, you've moved the entire society towards a social credit system. I'm guilty of it as well. I didn't realize it, but that's what's actually happening. That's what's move, That's what's happening. We're already moving in that direction. Here in Australia, we're about to open up from the lockdowns, at least here in Sydney. And these lockdowns have been a total and complete failure. It's been an unmitigated disaster for businesses, for children, and for everybody's mental health. Both of my business have been completely decimated and destroyed. Both of them. My, my daughter has not been to school for the better part of a year and everybody is suffering as a result of it. Yet, the politicians that caused all of this paint themselves as the saviors of us all. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The beginning 
of the social credit system here in Australia is you, ladies and gentlemen, using your QR code to sign in and then showing your vaccination passport to enter a venue. If you don't do these things, you will risk a fine or much worse. The next step will be allowing you to check in or not based upon not just your medical status, but upon your fines, your status and compliance with the rules and all of the things that the government tells you that, that you need to do. If you think I'm joking, that's how it started in China. And that's what's happening right here in Australia. We're moving towards the same system that's being used by the CCP. It's just happening in ultra, ultra slow motion and you don't realize because your rights have been slowly eroded away, slow, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then, okay, if you want some rights back, this is what you have to do. If you want just a little bit of freedom back, this is what you have to do. So you have to comply with what it is that they're saying. Look, you can't light a bushfire, call the fire brigade, and then claim to have saved everybody. Yet the so-called leaders that we have here in Australia stand in front of the mainstream media every single day claiming to be the saviours of their citizens and their states. If it wasn't for them, more people would have died. That's what they'll say. Yet every day they fail to include the number of suicides. How many people died from suicide because of the lockdowns, because of the lack of employment, because of the lack of hope. Those numbers are never spoken about by a politician in a daily press briefing. They never ever talk about how many businesses have been destroyed and will never come back. They never tell or talk about how many people have lost their business and how many people don't have a job because a business has gone out of business. And the follow-on effect and the flow-on effect to all the other businesses that supply those ones is never spoken about. They never talk about the failed marriages, the domestic violence, or the statistics around mental health gripping Australia. All the politicians in Australia do is claim that they've kept you safe and you bought the lie. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I bought the lie as well. I thought, I thought they genuinely cared about us. I thought that when you are in a position, in a public position and you're a public servant, that you serve at the behest of the people. When I was in the military, I was so proud to be in the military. I was so proud to put that uniform on, to wear that beret, to wear that hat, to wear that uniform, to go on a parade at Anzac Day and to do all of those things. I was so proud to do that. And what I was proud about was actually doing that on behalf of Australia. I felt like when I'd been overseas on operations a couple of times that I was playing for Team Australia. Imagine if you were an athlete, a rugby league player or a rugby union player, and you played for the Wallabies and you were representing Australia. You're not just playing footy, you're not just playing rugby, you're representing the whole entire nation. That's how I felt when I was in the military. But these politicians do not see service in the same way. They don't see it like that. All they care about is getting to the next election, the next news cycle, and what's actually happening in the polls because they don't want to relinquish power because anybody that's ever had power would never want to give that up. I bought into the lie and so have you. And what I'm doing here in this podcast today is reminding you about what's happened. And it's my wish for you, ladies and gentlemen, to apply your mind to what I'm saying and to determine your own view. Please, please tell me your views. I want to know what you think. I know that I'm not alone in these thoughts. 
I know that I'm not by myself in thinking these things because I've had conversations with so many people that feel the same way, yet I don't see it in a public forum. Tomorrow in Sydney is the so-called Freedom Day when the lockdowns end, but it's only for the people that have been double vaccinated. Everyone else has to stay in lockdown for another six weeks till the start of December. Now, I want to know how is this policy not a further erosion of your rights as an individual to freedom? I thought I lived in a free country. I thought freedom was my given right when I was born in Australia. I I was in the military. I went on operations and I fought for freedom so we could live in this society. But how how is it that I still can't visit my loved ones? I can't say goodbye to a dying relative or I can't see my kids, which I've been apart from for months because I haven't had a medical procedure that the government wants me to have that I don't think I need. I don't... It doesn't make any sense. The government has taken away your rights for months now. And tomorrow, when they allow you to have some rights again, they'll claim to be your saviour. They'll stand up there and say, look how good you did, New South Wales. Look how well our numbers are. Look all the wonderful things that you've done for getting vaccinated. Well done for all of these things. You've done a great job. And they'll claim to be your saviour. They'll claim that it's because of their solid leadership that you got to this point. But there's massive hypocrisy amongst it all. They lit the bushfire, called the fire brigade, put it all out and saved everybody and said it was them that saved everybody. But they lit the fire. And there's massive hypocrisy amongst it all. With In Queensland, they allow sport to go ahead, athletes to go across borders. They allow movie stars in there. They allow all of these things to continue. All of these things to continue, yet they won't allow parents to go and see their children. They won't allow people to visit their dying loved ones. How many stories are there of these, this, horrendous, this horrendous hypocrisy going on? It's the privileged people that can do whatever they want, and they have special rules that don't apply to them. Ordinary people like you and me, folks, we don't have any rights. Now, if you think that I'm crazy talking about social class systems, it's happening right now before you. It's just not quite on your mobile phone just yet. It will be, but it's happening right now. There's a class in Queensland for athletes and and movie stars, but everybody else is not allowed. It's just in plain sight for everybody to see. Now, folks, I'm going to say something that's a bit confronting, yeah? And I'm guilty of it as well. I'm not just here saying this in your ears as a podcast on YouTube or whatever. I'm saying it because I'm guilty of it as well, and I'm owning up to it. It's the she'll be right attitude that's caused all of this. She she won't be right, yeah? What you need to do is start applying your own mind to these rules instead of just blindly accepting what politicians are telling us to do. You think that they have your best interests at heart, but they don't. If they did, they wouldn't have eroded your rights. If they did, they wouldn't be introducing segregation here in Australia tomorrow. Politicians don't care that your business went out of business. Politicians don't care that two of my businesses are completely dead. They don't care about the suicides. I was speaking to a lady in Melbourne the other day, and she said to me that she knew five people that had killed themselves. Yet I've never, ever heard Daniel Andrews get up and talk about those suicides. I've never heard him mention anybody's name that's killed themselves. Not a single person, not a single politician. Politicians don't care about your mental health. They don't care that you haven't seen your kids, and they don't care that your kids don't go to school. It's a lie. You think that they're trying to keep you safe. 
and we've bought it for too long. To visit a store tomorrow here in Sydney, I'll need to show a vaccination passport. I'll need to provide evidence that I've had a medical procedure. I'll need to provide evidence that I've done something that the government has told me I must do if I want to have certain things in this world. How is that not a version of a social credit system? It's an example of it. And the vaccination passport and that app that you've got on your phone is the very first step, ladies and gentlemen. Every time you show that passport to somebody, you're moving our society closer to a social class system. I personally don't have one of those vaccination passports. So it means that I'll have to forgo certain rights as an individual starting tomorrow. Yet, if you've had a medical procedure that I haven't had, you have more rights than me. How is that not a social credit system? Let me ask you folks, when in human history has segregation of any type worked? Because what we're doing is segregating society. We're segregating from the people who have had a medical procedure from the people who haven't. Segregation of any description, of any type, it doesn't matter what it is. It never worked in slavery in the United States and it definitely didn't work in South Africa. Yet here we are in 2021 in Australia implementing those exact policies and we're allowing it to happen. And the politicians are so happy that you've agreed and they're happy that we can all move forward. And they're going to say that you're, they're the saviors. But again, the politicians lit the fire, they burnt the place to the ground, destroyed everything, and they called in the fire brigade and you're clapping them because we're going to open up tomorrow. But we're going to open up tomorrow to a version of apartheid. Is that a little bit too extreme for you? But that's what's happening. It's a version of the social credit system and it's on your phone already. So what's next? What's next? Shame on you for allowing this to happen and shame on me for not speaking up sooner. I'm embarrassed that I haven't said something sooner. But I've been quietly watching in the background and quietly listening to everything that's going on and I'm not going to be quiet anymore because I know what I can and can't do now. I know how to operate within the boundaries of the system that they're trying to create. And I know, I know that this is not how Australia should be. And I know that you know that as well. So what is the solution to all of it? I want to close this out, folks. What is the solution? Sadly, I don't think that there is a happy ending. Governments, doesn't matter what time in history it is, whether it's 2021 or it was 100 years ago, I think governments always sucked and they always will suck. They'll be corrupt to their core and they'll only be out there for themselves. Leaders will always want more power and never, never want to relinquish that power. And the thing with what's happened to us here in 2020 and 2021 is that our rights have been eroded forever. They're gone. The rights that you once had are gone. Your job now is to seek an alternative. What you've got to do is you've got to find an alternative way of being in the world. I've always said that you can't rid the world of things you don't like. You must acknowledge that bad things happen in the world and they're there. But equally, you must look away and you've got to give your attention to the things that matter to you. You've got to find a community like you. You've got to find your tribe and surround yourself with energy that's moving in the same direction as you. Your social media, your family, your friends, and the people that you care about are the echo chambers of your life. 
If you don't like what you're hearing, then you need to find new things, new people, and perhaps even new places. If you want, you can join my tribe. If what I'm saying to you is resonating with you, I'd be delighted to have another like-minded, critical thinker amongst the brain's trust that I have. In my tribe, there's about 1,400 of us over on Facebook. We look after each other. We've got a financial plan that offers clear alternatives and we look at the existing systems and we look at how we can work within the boundaries of these systems for a better result for ourselves. We care deeply about each other's welfare, irrespective of race, gender or religion or political affiliation. What we want in the tribe that I've created for myself is just normal, regular people looking for a better outcome in their world, looking for a better outcome for their family and not wanting to be repressed by the tyranny and the evil politicians that are repressing us all. This socialist stuff has got to end. It's got to stop. The echo chamber that I've created for myself and my tribe doesn't contain any of that evil from politicians there's no hate in there and most of all most of all inside the tribe that i've created there's no one there telling you what to think or what you can or you can't say you're free to be yourself without being fear without having the fear of being cancelled or some sort of impending destruction ladies and gentlemen let me finish and close out this podcast by just reminding you of something that you already know but you probably haven't thought about for a while Humans have always faced adversity. Just think of your grandparents and your great-grandparents. They didn't have running water, electricity, sanitation, the internet, or even refrigeration, but they survived. They flourished even. And you're a direct descendant of them. In the modern world, we rarely face adversity in our society like we're facing today. Sure, we deal with stuff personally all the time, but on a scale that affects our whole society is a different ball game altogether. And that's why a lot of people are having such a hard time with all of the change that's happening right now. The adversity that we're facing, particularly as it relates to politicians, rules, police, and all of the things that we're facing in modern society, hasn't been part of our society for generations. We, we've never known this. There's never been a time in my history, for sure, that I can think of. My, my mother, my father, my grandparents, they can't tell me any time in the last hundred years where it was anything like it is today. It's ridiculous. But if you think about how hard it was for your ancestors and how difficult and how physically trying it was for them, they managed their way through it and they managed through much harder times. It was harder physically for them, but they prevailed because you're here and you're listening to this and you're watching this. I've always believed that hard men make good times and good times make soft men and soft men make hard times. You've heard that before. The leaders of today's society are soft, stupid, lazy, and they lack the ability to innovate for better alternatives. Instead, today's leaders prefer to maintain the status quo. They prefer to look to the next news cycle, the next news poll, and the next election. That's it. They just care about themselves. That's why I say that they're soft, stupid, and lazy. Because they don't care about anything but themselves. If they truly did, none of what happened in Australian society in the last 18 months would happen. I'll speak out and say that all day long, and I'll challenge you all day long to prove to you that that's actually the case all i've got to do is look at youtube and look at the police forces in just committing 
absolute tyranny to normal people. It's unbelievable. And politicians are allowing it and they're silent. They're silent when a woman is, an old lady is pushed over, hits her head on the ground and then is pepper spayed in the face. They're completely silent about it. So they're complicit in that act. It shows me that they're soft, stupid and weak. Unless everyday people like you and I start to apply critical thinking, we're going to keep inching forward to that social credit system faster than you can say the words next election. In my view, we're on the precipice of a catastrophe, a catastrophic change in our society. And tomorrow, it actually here in Sydney, it actually begins tomorrow, not with Freedom Day, but I'm calling it Segregation Day. The next step The next step is the removal of all cash from our society. And then it's into a system that rewards compliance and punishes those who think for themselves. If you think, folks, if you think that the pandemic in the last 18 months was hard, then my view is what's coming down the pipeline at you faster than you ever thought possible will make the last 18 months look like a kindergarten picnic. The impending economic collapse that's facing the world in China right now, in the stock market in the US and here in Australia as well, the inflation, the interest rates, all of that stuff, coupled with a kinetic war with China in the next 12 to 18 months, that will that war will reach our major cities here in Australia and that will see a total and complete breakdown of our society. The Australia that you once knew is about to be completely decimated even more. And that's just around the corner. It's time for you, ladies and gentlemen, to go all in. You've got to go all in on the things that matter to you. You've got to start planning. You've got to start taking positive control and take affirmative action in your world, in your life, to create the future that you want for yourself. Switch off the news. Don't give any oxygen to that at all. Those people in mainstream media are just as evil as the politicians that they're reporting on. Don't give that news any oxygen. Take back control of your life by taking control of the decisions that you make. And most of all, ladies and gentlemen, question every single thing that you are asked to do. It's your birthright to do that. Stop following everything so blindly and start exercising your free will and your free thought. That may be your free will and your free thought. That may be the last thing that you own. And that's the last thing that you can use and you can do to maintain any sort of humanity. Because we all know the people that have led us in the last 18 months have completely lost theirs. Thank you.